Hey, this is Big Papa Pump Scott's Diner. Yes, yes, it is me, Gerald Zipupe. Hey, this is Joe Gatto. Well, hello there. It's me, Harold the Puppet. This is Eric Young. This is Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and you are listening to Shootin' Poop. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? We said, are you ready for the funnest one hour in pro wrestling talk, guys? We are shooting shit. The premier Joe E.K., the Silver Wolf, Sean Thomas, and you've got the one and only DDJ and myself. Giovanni Tuhati, we're here to take you through an hour's worth of craziness regarding this passion that we love called pro wrestling. Gentlemen, let's go. Before we do that, um, just want to start off the show with um, the news that uh, earlier today, as of us recording this, we uh, lost another member of the wrestling community. Uh, we lost the genius sleep in Lanny Puff. Sean's rocking the shirt. So uh, we here at uh, Shooting Shit want to send our condolences to uh the fam you know the Poffel family and all their lo- the loved ones and stuff and just say you know rest in peace and I hope he's reciting a- I'm sure he's got a heck of a poem he's reciting right now. The genius so- leaping Lanny Poffo because you kind of bleed it out a little bit. I want to make sure we got the full name out for everybody. So all right we're gonna play start do a 10 bell salute then we're gonna go to the intro. So here we go. guys here we go let's have some fun Yeah, I'd like a number two with a large fry and a and a and a chocolate dip. Got a number two with a large fry and a chocolate shake. Sounds like most of those drive-through windows. 
You guys are fucking just absolute morons. <laughs> I swear to God. You know it was good. They just don't uh, appreciate our sense of humor, Jovan. They don't. But you know who does appreciate our sense of humor? Everybody that watched our live watch-along no, of the didn't. Royal Rumble. Oh, people loved our watch-along of the Royal Rumble. Everybody loved it. DDJ got lit on Twisted Tees. Sean <laughs> came out F. And Joey K was just like father of the year. Everybody that watched it loved it. So, guys, let's do a quick Rumble recap. All nine of them. <laughs> All nine of them. <laughs> Shout out to Everett, man. You're the real one. Yeah, that was fun, man. I had a good time doing that. Oh, man. Yeah, he was great, man. Everett, Hector. Uh, who else? <coughs> was it? Was it, wasn't Mama Too Hottie on the chat? Oh, yeah, she was burning. Mama Too Hottie was in the chat. For a good while. Yvonne's much cooler mother. If you guys don't know oh. anything about that, you should learn about it because she's way cooler than her son. That's awesome, you know. For the record, I'll, really. I'll get her. I'll get her on the show for you guys. Yeah, for finds that shit skips a generation. I guess so. I guess so. We're going to have her on our Mother's Day episode, Yvonne. Don't forget. Yeah, we're going to have to try to make that work, man. Um, I don't know. With the the way Sean's saying that she's better than I am, you know, cooler. I don't know if I want to bring my competition up in there. We'll see what yeah, happens. I, I think your mom would get on here and just talk mad shit. <laughs> so I think it'd be pretty cool. She probably. <laughs> well, that's would, why we man. want her on. She probably would talk some mad shit about everything. Um, <laughs> I want to get the inside story on that rock DVD. Like, I want to get from her. Uh, from her from side her perspective, it was probably like one of the top five beatings I'd ever gotten in my life. Ah. <laughs> uh, Top five guys were Hispanic. They used to come as, you know, the weekends came. Anyways, the Rumble. We pretty much uh, nailed all of our picks, man. That's so fucking wrong. <laughs> we had Cody Rhodes for the men's, Bianca Belair for the women's, and then a lot no, of we other didn't random. Rhea Ripley. Oh, sorry, Rhea Ripley. We had Bianca Belair for the title win. Yep. Um, pretty much nothing went against the plan. I mean, everything pretty much seemed to go the way we thought it would, but it was a good show. We enjoyed yeah. it, right? Yeah, and I was going to say, and I saw a lot of people complaining about how it was too predictable and, and stuff, and my whole point is, okay, a show may be predictable, but especially with, like, you know, Cody winning the Rumble, sometimes the most predictable thing it still makes the most sense, and that's what you go with. You don't do a Vince Russo and swerve everybody just for the sake of doing a swerve. Yeah, and fuck that predictability. I don't even give a shit about that because it was honestly yeah, it was- the best men's Rumble match in years. Years. They set so many good storylines up. They they yeah. worked everything. The fuck it. Oh, God, I hate saying this. The fucking Ricochet Logan Paul spot was oh, dude, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, Ricochet's got to get, you know, he's got to go get a penicillin shot for all the douche that rubbed off on him. But I think, (laughs) I mean, dude, we we can sit here and talk shit about Paul Logan or Logan Paul the whole fucking show, and we can because he deserves it and he is a douchebag. But you can't, that kid, he can go. You can't deny what he does in the ring. That kid, hands down, might be the best celebrity wrestler that I have ever fucking seen. I'll I'll say it hands down. He's the absolute single best celebrity turned wrestler. Uh, 
followed by Pat McAfee, who also returned on Saturday. I, I kind of like oh. Bad Bunny, too. Bad Bunny did a good job, bro. Such a pop for McAfee coming out, man. He's a fucking and, yeah. and did you guys hear the story that, like, nobody knew, like, great, that, like, the reactions that Michael Cole and Corey Graves had at the beginning of the show? Like, when we're all sitting around that. watching it and stuff, like, their reactions, that was genuine. They did not I love, know, like, fuck, man. Yeah. I love the like, reaction because Michael Cole literally got there 20 minutes before the show went yep, there. I was just going to bring yeah. that up, that he got there, like, 20 minutes before the show started. But that's how good Pat McAfee is, dude. He is legit tailor-made to be a wrestling commentator. And Michael Cole is 10 times better when McAfee's set. Dude, my, all right, so I'll, oh. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a reason to actually even love Pat McAfee even more. So on the show, on his show, he talked about it, the big surprise return. Yeah. And that's where that original, you know, he got there 20 minutes before nobody knew it was literally like between him, triple H, maybe probably like two other people. But he also said he was contacted a while ago about a return for the rumble, thought he could do it. Um, they wanted him in the rumble. He was going to be, he was going to be an entrant, but with his college game day schedule, everything going on, he actually, he said, he told triple H that, Hey, look, I appreciate it, but I'm not going to disrespect anybody in there. I'm not in good shape to do it right now. This, this schedule is really killing me. Haven't been able to put the time in. Don't want to make a fool of myself. Don't want to embarrass the company, so I, I I can't I can't be in the match. Mad respect for that too. Yeah, so, that's yeah. That's why I wanted to say like that guy. He gets it. He's fucking great. I think he's yeah. hilarious. I love him. He to does death. Get it. And I think that's why the wrestling community is embracing man because there's right. authenticity and respect there for the for the business. He's not just some guy trying to come in and get his minutes and stuff. And I yeah. honestly, and I'm I'm gonna say, and like I said, I don't really want to fucking admit this either, but I think Logan Paul shares that. that I think so too. That respect for the business, and you know what I mean. I'm like, I agree, and that's why it right. pains me because it's like he's a fucking YouTube celebrity, yeah. you yeah. know. Like so, yeah, like we make fun of him and shit, but the truth is, that kid's already proven that he'll fucking put the work in to do yeah. it, like. He's fucking light years ahead of anybody celebrity wise that's ever been brought in. Dude, I, I'm not even 100% sure he ain't light years, years ahead of some of the people that have been on that payroll for a while now. All right, man. Stop talking yeah. about Dom Mysterio like that. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I think that kid could work with anybody. Uh, oh, for sure. For sure. You know, um, okay. They, they paired him with guys that are, you know, are going to help him along. But he also holds his own in those matches. Yeah, yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. a guy like the Miz, the Miz is gonna work him and carry him and be able to to like play it off, which he did a lot. Mm. But Roman, like, you still have to have that believability. You still have to have that behind you. And that match with Roman was like motherfucker. Like, okay, well, he dude, showed like, up. I'm, still to this day, I'm just blown away by how Roman just like sold for him. Like he sold. Yeah. And he doesn't you don't sell do for that. everybody like you that. Don't do that. Yeah, you don't do that for a nobody unless you believe that it's worth mm-hmm. your time. So, so do you guys do you, top of the food chain, bro? I mean, he didn't have to do that. So, do you guys think that um, because with what happened with uh, him eliminating Seth Rollins from the Rumble, do you think that's what we're going to see from Logan Paul at Mania? 
if you I, saw uh, the live show, I said that already, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, dude, I was drinking, so I don't remember a lot of what anybody said that night. I was drinking too, so I don't, I'm, I'm gonna go with Sean on that. But I'm gonna, I, I will say that I, if there's Generous. anybody that's gonna have a great, I mean, him and Seth Rollins would probably, I, yeah, absolutely, match, dude. And again, sounds like the Chicago watch along party was a little too lit. Yeah, wow, it's really, really cool. Like for that, like you know, little Friday Night Lights <laughs> high school seventeen year old twisted tees, right twisted on. Tees. I like it. <laughs> um, I drank a whole, I drank a whole bottle of Di Serrano, man. So I'm just, not, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't want to be thrown in the twisted tea category. I will top off a fucking mug at a Wawa gas pump and chug that shit. <laughs> Well, fucking die. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There, there's the princess. She woke up. Sweetheart, uh, you, you, did you get your homework done? You got a test tomorrow at school? Yeah, I, mean, I got to make sure that I fill up my, I get my uh, grades up and stuff because I'm working towards that scholarship at FU. All right. Sounds great, Dina. We appreciate it. That's a good one, dude. That's a good one. It's a prestigious school there, oh, FU. Yeah. Keep it up uh, on thinking in school of hard knocks. Yeah, that's good. Should have stopped when you're ahead. You got hold on. Hold on that's so. EDJ, the five star shopping machine, right there, folks. The five star shopping machine. <laughs> <laughs> the merch freak of shoot I love shit. That. I hate you guys. You know, you know, um, for Jovan. Jovan, you're okay. And be on the lookout for our new DDJ shirt. I thought it was good. <laughs> no, I have a, I actually really have a great idea for DDJ. That shirt's gonna sell, bro. I'm telling you, it's gonna sell. Oh God! I, 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 as much as I don't want to hear this, I have to hear this. All right, when we get, when we get done after the show, I'll I'll tell you after the show. Just remind me that about my <laughs> shirt idea for you. All right. Okay. Wow, well, it must be bad. He don't want the the fans to hear it because they're gonna be like, Joey Kazan. Yeah. Well, I just don't want to. We haven't spoiled anything new that we're oh, working true. on right now. Yeah, we're not even. So talking I'd about rather that not. We're working and on new stuff, new to, and there's nothing new to spoil. Yeah, we're not working on new. Yeah, stuff. yeah, no, we're everything's everything's oh. fine as it is right now. We're good. We're good. Yeah, we've never worked fine. new shit. The wrestling fine. fans, we know how much you hate change. Yeah, shit is fine. We've <laughs> yeah, done like this. Your clothes, changing <laughs> your underwear. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, remembering yeah. to use. Damn deodorant. Show them the, show them the deodorant. Show them the deodorant. I wish I had it again. Uh, <laughs> Royal, Royal Rumble. You know, keep it there. That's just a prop for the that night. That was a prop for that night. I had it there ready. Oh, good God. Props on the fucking <laughs> head, bro. That's awesome. Royal Rumble. Right. Who had the performance about the of the night? <laughs> What's Best that? performance of the night. Oh, my God. Uh, that's That's easy. It's Gunther. Are we talking about in the Royal Rumble match? Or are we everything about, are like we the whole night? Uh, Sami Zayn, baby. No, Royal Zane. Rumble match. Royal oh, Rumble the match. Oh, okay, the oh. match. The match. Gunther. <sighs> no, no. That's kind of tough. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm still. I, I was. I was DeSerono foggy for a while there. Stop using that excuse. Oh, let's see. Best, best dude. It's gonna be hard to say anybody but he was the Iron Man. And I remember, I think it was Joey K who asked on um when we saw that Gunther was number one, that if he was gonna be uh, in the final four, and I was like, you know, if if he had been anything like say 
maybe in the upper single numbers, like eight or nine, or maybe in the early teens or something, I would say yes. I didn't think he was going to make it to the final four, let alone be the be the runner up. Dude, from the time that music hit, I was like, he's absolutely going final four. Yeah. Now, did I expect him to break the fucking time record? No, that was. And he didn't just break; he shattered it. Oh yeah, by like nine minutes, I think seventy-one total minutes in that match. Yeah, they're building him. They're building him up. Oh yeah, yeah. They better be. You know, he's the next big monster heel guy that's going to be. I mean, and with the Imperium and stuff, dude. I mean, they're just, just arrogant. Just love it. Her, love you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's gonna make sense when that goes. And over. honestly, it was so strong because, you know, yeah, Cody won the Royal Rumble, but who do you eliminate? The guy who just went seventy-one minutes and started yeah. at number one. The yeah. guy who really did go through twenty-nine other people, yeah. twenty-eight yeah. in his case. Like, come on, like that—that yeah. that, he still absolutely one hundred percent looks even stronger going that distance. Because now it's now it's the arrogance. Well, what if I drew number two? Right. And I have three more minutes or or yeah. two more minutes of energy, you know, whatever it is. So and and, and it wasn't like you know, like it would and, and we talk about Cody winning from 30. It did the way that they actually booked that match, and I really could you liked it with him coming there. It didn't feel like when he came in, like he had, he didn't do a lot because he still still felt like he earned that. Like I want to say he probably went what at least well that final. That was one thing I didn't say it on the live show, but I definitely was thinking it was um, after he entered the ring. Wasn't there like about like nine people left at that point? It wasn't like, you know, when the one time I think where Edge was like number 30, and he came down and there was like four other guys in there or something, you know, and they were basically yeah, there was still quite there. a few people still in there, man. When he, so it's like Cody still earned that match. Like he didn't just, it wasn't just a cakewalk for him. And then basically when it came down to him and Gunther, they had a match almost, you know, and it was reminiscent of when uh, HBK and Taker, uh, when I think it was in 2007, when it came down to those two, those guys went out and had a match and same thing with Cody and Gunther. And I absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, best yeah. best rumble match I've seen in years. And and, would, and if we're if we're throwing if we're handing out roses, let's go ahead and hand that dozen out. The women's rumble was just as good and just as entertaining, man. And it had just I mean, you think about it. The first more two that started surprises. With the last two. More yeah. surprises in the women than the men. But you know what though? The way that, that men's rumble was booked. They didn't need those surprises. They were still entertaining as fun. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it was still a real good show. I mean, you got to you got to throw as a Triple H too. I mean, that was the first. It's his first pay per view, bro. First Rumble, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm wanting it is. I mean, her his first major, you know, main roster pay per view since he took over. You know, like no, actually, they, he's had a couple. Uh, he, he he did SummerSlam. And he did SummerSlam and Survivor Series. Series. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like Javon said, first going rumble, the window, I which mean, is a very different beast. Yeah, yeah. Like what Javon said about going to the women's rumble. I mean, you got to give roses to Rhea Ripley who went in at number one and won. But you also have to give uh, props out to Liv Morgan who was number two and was there at the end too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She had a hell of a good run in that. But Rhea, I, I mean, they were she was over an hour. Yeah, like Rhea set the record for women all time now, right? I think I read that, dude. And, Techni- and well, yeah, technically she set it, but we're technically 
is part of that too because I mean the rumble match ended as soon as her feet hit the floor, so technically they were in the match for the same amount of time. But it's gonna belong to Rhea because she won the match. Right. Yeah, she won the match. And I mean, give roses out to uh to Kana or Oscar for the That debut. was cool as hell. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, I like I think I I went I gotta go back and watch our live show because I want to see what our faces look like when that happened. Oh, dude, Pat was sitting next to me, and that's his girl. He was wearing her shirt, and yeah, we had a we had a yeah. I was like, dude, my my wife will be why you settle down, just settle down. <laughs> yep, he did say it's that over there in the no, corner. Just he was just I'm like, sorry, oh my god, yeah. dude, that was that was fucking awesome, it was unexpected. Yeah, that was and Pat. That was a surprise that was just like super unexpected. Yeah. And I'm glad they're kind of, you know, mixing it up with her. She's too big a star to be held down, man. Like, I just, Mm -hmm. you know, she's just too big of a star. Well, in the women's rumble, too, we had NXT actually had a presence. I mean, what was uh, Roxanne Perez, uh, Zoe Stark, who looked amazing, and then Indy Hartwell had a decent showing as well, too. So it's nice. I know. I know on the show I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" I have no idea, <laughs> but yo, Zoe Stark really fucking looked great. Yeah, in that she's, match. A, she's a she's a she's legit solid worker, bro. She really is. Yeah, dude. All right. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "All right, this is like like Roxanne." I know I've seen her. I watched her in ROH. I was yeah. there fucking watching her matches then. Like, I I think I was there for the night. That she won the that she won the title, yeah. We were there. Final yeah. battle. No, she was the champ at final battle. What? She went into that, yeah. She went mm. into it the champ. She won it at um god damn. What was in the fall? Was it wasn't uh card of honor? Death before dishonor. Death before dishonor. Was, that's, that's before dishonor was the finals. Oh yeah. No, didn't she I, go up against wasn't it Willow Nightingale she faced at a final battle? It was Willow, at yeah. Final battle, yeah. Yeah, but but she uh, I mean, so I've been watching. I knew she was gonna be great, but uh, and then goddamn DDJ, you fucking Indy Hartwell, Mark, you, <laughs> you uh, hey, yeah, look, I love Index, ah! you fucking dude, fuck you Index was awesome. Oh uh, no, it wasn't. It was the shits, the drizzling shits. Whatever. I did I did enjoy him putting his hatchet through JBL's cowboy hat on Monday Night Raw. That was yeah. Let's <laughs> let's transition. We've gone long enough on the Rumble. We did a whole four hours and a half live. Yeah, for anybody that, that wants to go back and watch that beast, we should have picked a shorter show. We should have started with a shorter show. <laughs> just was way too long. Alcohol. Just or like shooting alcohol. shit, man. To pick the hardest fucking show to do a watch. Hold on, we really one. didn't. We didn't say anything about the main event, though. We should have LeBron. Well, fuck me. You guys want to go over an hour tonight? Go ahead. Get something out about the main event. No, I, I don't. We already know what we can cut out of the show. Anyway, the main event was really, <laughs> really great. Um, I, I, It was exactly what I expected from Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. But fucking After the match. Strap the fucking rocket ship and the company to Sammy. Like, as much as Cody is such a fucking beloved favorite, 
<laughs> I'm just keep going because Sean's dying right now because of what I just did. <laughs> and I just keep going and I think it's making no. him laugh more because I haven't stopped to acknowledge shit. Anyway, <laughs> segue back oh. here. Um, you know, Cody is the huge star. He wins the Rumble. You know he's going to Mania. That's fantastic. Gunther, huge breakout performance in the Rumble match. Monster heel, awesome. But God Damn, is there a bigger fucking baby face in the world than Sami Zayn right now? Nah, you see nah. what he posted? I think it was either on his Twitter or his Instagram when he was cleaning out with all his uh, pictures of him with the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Oh, it was on Instagram. Dude, that was- it, fucking great. But here's the better part. I don't know who it was. I said that made them sadder than it should have. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. How about this, though? This is what fucking get this whole fucking story. The entire way it played out. Roman saying all this shit to fucking KO against the ropes. Sammy's playing the emotion. And then the fucking Jay Uso thing. I think um, nobody that, expected that. that. That shocked the shit. I figured Jay would be the one that would just lose his mind and go for blood. But Well, he was the nice one that was trusting of Sammy to begin with. Like yeah, so that nice, was that's a nice hook, man. But it's also I mean, a nice like, throwback to the whole beginning of this bloodline thing because it all started with Roman and Jay. I mean, well, I mean, it's white hot now, so it can only be. There's only two ways it can go up or. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this: up. for the build that they gave to Sammy finally breaking out, and now the whole story with Jay, where the fuck is it going to go? Um, I mean. They've done this story so fucking well. They really like, have. Everybody's right. playing their part perfect. Like it, it's the it's the best storyline in wrestling. Period. So, hands down. So I want to pull. I want to get your guys' take on this. Make so, it real quick. I gonna, well, I don't know if I can do that, but because I want you guys each of your takes. So is it me or does it seem like we've got another Daniel Bryan situation on our hands with uh, Sami Zayn? And if so, what do you do with him and what do you do with Cody going into Mania? Because right now Sami's like white hot, but I mean, like Cody won the Rumble. You don't bury your next big guy. believe that's what a lot of people said about AEW. You don't mid-card your big guys. In WWE, did it. Cody Rhodes is supposed to be the face of the company. He's the next big guy. He's going to take a title. Mm-hmm. But the storyline and the emotions buried him with the bloodline story and mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. That's where people are more interested. That's where the right, investment absolutely. is. People love Cody. People love the name. People love the history. But people love Sami. Because of the story. That's yeah. where you actually made us feel. That's where you made us care for the last two years. So now that that's crumbling, how do you save it? You do, as I said on the night of the Rumble when we talked about this for four and a half hours, you have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens go for the tag team titles against yeah, I, I, I agree. the Usos, and you have them two fuck over Roman. And Cody Rhodes gets the belt off of him, one of the belts. Mm-hmm. Roman stays with the belt, Cody gets the belt, everybody goes home nice and happy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it going any other way than that. Like, I, I mean, see. yeah, because it's just you got to kind of be careful because because I mean, nobody, dude, I don't care how hot he is, nobody buys him beating Roman. No. Yeah, see, that's the thing, Sammy. He, 
would beating Roman would be a great moment, but like in terms of being a long term champion, absolutely not. It would like never Cody, happen. That's Cody. That's Cody. Cody's your long term. Yeah, if they put Sammy over, they put the belt on. That's a thirty day t- uh, title run at, at most. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's it's still the next pay per view. And it's not anything against Sammy at all. It's just no, it's not. It's just mm-hmm. Roman is so built up as this monster heel that can't be touched and legit, you know, and legitimately so. I mean, dude, he's going on what like almost a nine hundred days is like yep. I he's this he he's he's up on par with like Bruno. Oh, he's never gonna. He's Bruno not even close title. to Bruno. Dude, I'm talking about modern day. Modern day, yes, but in terms Dude, of actual, he, yeah, no. he can work circles around Bruno. Don't don't let the yeah. fucking history fool you. Okay. No, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, let's not get a twist. <laughs> he can work circles around Bruno. All right, let's keep it kind. Joey K. No, 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 dude. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, like, he was like Bruno was four years. The reason why Bruno lasted four years is because they never worked outside of New York. Bruno San Martino would not have made it. He wouldn't have been the star that he is if he'd have worked anywhere but that territory. Hot take right there. Mm-hmm. Because take. people and people in Georgia and Charlotte would not give two shits <laughs> about Bruno San Martino. True. That's true. <laughs> Joe, you, know, okay, you got anything on the whole? I can yeah. see the headlines tomorrow. Sean shits on Bruno San Martino. Yeah, they can uh, fix him. He was a great champion, dude. And I'm not trying to take that away from him. I'm just saying, like, it's I get it's what you're that, saying. It's that WWE universe compared to the rest of the wrestling world. <laughs> okay, like, man. It's got okay, to be outside of it. Here we go. <laughs> Fucking arguing over Bruno. I'm not anyway. I'm making a point. <laughs> we don't no, talk made about a, Bruno. made a good point, but DDJ was the one who started it. Five minutes ago, he didn't start it. I started it. Go ahead. Go. What are we talking about next? Moving so, on. Titus. No, no. So, go ahead, Joe. Okay, what's your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, well, WWE can fix all their fucking problems with Sami Zayn, and that's the best part of this. Because Cody doesn't have to fucking be the undisputed champ and hold both belts at the same time. Cody can challenge for one title and Sammy can take the other title. And they want, they've been wanting to split the titles. Like, cause they, you know, they want to get back to each show having its own champion. Exactly. And now you have the two biggest baby faces in the company that can go against Roman and each take one of his titles and make it seem legit because obviously Roman is, you know, one person and he's only going to do so much and he can only rely on the bloodline so much. So you have the perfect fucking storm. Now, I know the, the original plan is probably, yeah, Sammy and KO getting the tag team titles, but you can hold that shit off, especially if you're going to fucking implode the Usos from the whole bloodline thing from the Royal Rumble. So there's a lot of ways it can go. But honestly, if you want, you can have two different champs. You split the titles back to each show. Everybody's happy that way because I think people are the biggest thing thing about Roman is people are sick of seeing the titles held up by one person. There's two belts. Yeah. Um, fix, it, fix the problem. Use it in Mania. Make Roman defend both titles in the same night of Mania. Ooh. So now it makes it legit. So how about you get Roman versus Sammy first? And this is where you have the bloodline. Like open the show. 
This is where Jay comes in. Yeah, this is where Jay comes in and screws over Roman. Sammy wins the fucking universal title, right? And then later that night, he still has to fight Cody. And now he has no bloodline out there to help him. Or he does. He got solo Sokoa. And now KO comes out because he's still tied all to this with, yeah. with Sammy. And he, he screws over Roman. And Cody wins WWE title. Problem solved. Or you get gold dust for one night and he comes running down the fucking ramp and does his thing. Fucking Christ. Don't. You're going to make DDJ go put the gold paint on so he can be on camera. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. That's not happening. Gentlemen, we spent five hours on the goddamn rubble. That's enough of this shit. I was going to say, dude, is this not the longest we've ever talked about WWE in our show? It is. It It is. is. And I'm cutting the shit right now. That is it. You know why? No, nope. we're gonna cut, cut it for 15 shit. minutes. I'm oh, cutting yeah. the shit. Every Sunday, we post a question in our official Facebook group, and you guys give us some really good answers. And now it's time to read some of those answers and for the boys to give their answers on the official shooting shit Facebook question of the week. So, who did the Facebook question of the week? Go ahead. That would be, that would be me. I actually came up with a question this time. Thank you for our fans for your smattering of comments on it, by the way. Smattering. Smattering of comments. I like that word, smattering. I feel, smattering. I do our fans feel, smatter. I do feel like this question is a little difficult. I. It, it is. It really is. It's a, but it's a good question, bro. It's a good question, but it's a difficult question. I didn't expect a lot of responses. I know for each of us, it's probably really difficult because I feel like any day of the week, the answer could change to probably one of 10 different things. And then a month from now to be 10 different things, just yeah. because there's so many ways you can go. Yeah. Um, but also for reasoning, too. Yeah. Um, so I will kick off with my answer first. Oh, and this is, hold this on. is no, we normally read some of the people's answers. Yeah, I don't care about them. Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, there goes our uh, oh, six, the, no, oh, it's Joey six, K's question. Oh, let six. him let him get his cheap pop. All, in all six of them are pissed now, Joey. No, uh, that's no, see, DDJ set a precedent for that of like, let me read some fan questions first, blah, 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 blah. and that's. <laughs> By the way, that impression was fucking mint. Yeah, but the nails, yeah. No, um, dude, I don't know why he's always picking on you, DJ. I don't, I don't know. Oh, quit acting like you're being innocent over there, Sean. You're just <laughs> as guilty as they are. No, I honestly, doing that too, I love you. Well, behind <laughs> the curtain, I'm actually on my phone here, going back so I can read some of them. So I, I'm kind of like pausing for that. So I was going to give my answer first, but thanks, uh, dickheads. Yeah. Thanks for throwing uh, Joey K off. Exactly. Right. So anyhow, or, uh, my answer for today would be honestly, SummerSlam 92. Ooh. I, when I was young and here's why this is, this is hundred percent. Why when I was in 92, I'm trying to think which one that Wembley. That was when. Uh, okay, go. So to me, I was fascinated by like when I was younger, seeing a WWF show outdoors, and that crowd was just amazing. 
80 plus like, thousand. They packed that place out. That crowd was absolutely and to be in that that fucking stadium when they went yeah. batshit crazy for Davy Boy winning the, the fucking Intercontinental title. By the way, yeah. that was the main event that night because it was such a huge fucking match. Yeah. The story was amazing. That crowd was wild and unbelievable. It was outdoors, which I don't know. I'm always fascinated by outdoor shows. The Legion of Doom rode Harleys to the ring. Yeah, Hawk, yeah, Hawk was all fucking pilled up out of his mind. The Undertaker Hawk. had that hearse. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dude. He had that fucking old-timey hearse. Yep. Like, it was it was a fucking great show. Flair was there. It wasn't. That, I mean, Flair, it was Flair and Savage for the fucking WWF title, right? No, it was Savage and Warrior. Flair was, like, ringside because the whole thing was, like, whose corner is Mr. Perfect going to be in? Yeah, Flair like and Savage was mania. Both over. Oh yeah, Flair and Savage was mania. Sorry, but yeah, I mean, like I was there. You were there. I was there. <laughs> but like that, whole I was crowd, really. I was at the RCA though. Nobody's doubting you. No, I trust that you were. I was being sincere. Like fuck you, man. Do your thing. Come being mean. You're always picking on me. Oh, I'm sorry, DDG. I mean, welcome to my world. What? What was that? My world. It's my world. My world. My world. God. All right, go ahead. That was so By the way, that was not me. I picked it because as a kid, that was one show that I watched and I thought like that fucking crowd was like the crowd to be at for a wrestling show. Yeah. Now I could pick out a dozen other shows tonight. I won't do that. I'll hold back. But some of our friends did leave some comments. Thank you. Since I bought myself some time for this. Uh, <laughs> Isaac raw after mania 2013. And I know he just wanted to be there for Fandango dancing. Yeah, so that is one thousand <laughs> percent our man Isaac. I love Isaac. Um, I'm gonna jump around here. I'm gonna jump around to like the honestly, jump, jump, our friend jump. Brad. Brad, we love you, but you, I swear to fucking God, you gave me like the most depressing answer ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna read it out there. The wrestling classic. Wanted to go so badly, but my dad wouldn't take me. He went anyways with his friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a villain that, and I'm story. Like, That's sad, oh, bro. That was yeah. I felt bad for him. Now I kind of now I kind of want to go back in time and take him. Like I like I was like, oh my god! I'm like, why is why is this the, like, the most heartbreaking answer I've read here? You need to mean you'll go back in time and take him, then you can buy him a shirt. <laughs> We'll take a de- we'll take my DeLorean. There you go. It only goes eighty eight miles an hour. <laughs> Where we're going, they only have merch. <laughs> Just take. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> hey, merch back then was a lot cheaper than it is now. That was pretty good, dude. That was almost dead on right there. <laughs> um, all right. You gotta be Jerry's answer. I'm getting there. God damn it. Um. <laughs> Well, fucking spit it out, dude. What the fuck? Our buddy Shane, Mania 22. Solid card. But to see my favorite match of all time live. What's Shane's favorite match of all time? I've heard him say it once or twice. I can't remember what the hell it is. 
Was it Edge versus Mick Foley? It could be. I I don't know. Shane, I has think to, it is. He has to. Shane, you have to let us know what your favorite match is, man, from that show. That match. That show. Yeah. That match of that show. Yeah. The show. The match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That show. That match. Jerry Jerry's answer was fucking phenomenal. Yes, it was. Mid July, circa 1959-1960. I'm not even going to pronounce that fucking city in Indiana, thanks. Uh National Guard <laughs> Armory. Time my grandmother slapped Dick the Bruiser with her purse repeatedly. Not as fast as Terre Haute, Indiana. <laughs> okay. Terre Haute, Indiana. You want to hear something funny? Go on. You were there? The very, the very <laughs> first. <laughs> the dude. <laughs> Come on, man. The floor is just made the list. Uh, I got to draw that in. Hold on, dude. That's just, yeah. <laughs> very first wrestling match I ever went to was at the very same place, 1979. At, at the National Guard Armory. <laughs> No, like seriously, like that's where that's where it was. That's yeah. is that like the the main event center, like for that area? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean it. It was uh, the general area, like the Indiana. Back then, they would hit all the National Guard armories through the okay. state of Illinois and Indiana. So, like at that time, maybe they'd go from Chicago down to St. Louis and then into Indiana and back up. But that was Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher and. You know, the beer bear of Polka crowd, dude. That's, you know, Bobo Brazil and Yukon Moose Choloff and mm-hmm. Ox Baker. I mean, it was, it was just that's, that's what we got in this area back then. You know, it's, it's funny too, because like nowadays, like you, you can't really compare it. Like you go to a fucking, like a sports complex where professional basketball teams or, or right. hockey teams play. Like, these are giant arenas, not like your fucking National Guard armory or, you know, even even back in the day. So in Philly here, W. so it was always this. WWF ran the Spectrum. WCW ran the Civic Center. Yeah. And um, I actually went to sl- the Slamboree that was in Philly at the Civic Center. It was like nice. my wow. one show I ever saw at the Civic Center. Um, nice. It was a pay-per-view uh, for Slamboree. I want to say it was like, was it 92? Yeah, I think it might have been Slamboree '92. I don't think no Slamboree didn't start till '93. Maybe '93. It was probably it was one of the first ones I know that, but it was in Philly Civic Center, and that feel like it like those smaller venues like that. Well, dude, I mean, and he's talking like '50s through the '60s and shit, dude. That's that's when they were still smoking in the crowd, and it was people believe, dude, like, they wooden, wooden yeah. folding chairs. Oh, yeah, and a rope. Alive and well. Exactly. You know I, what I mean? Fucking like, Jerry, that answer is fucking classic, dude. Yeah. And the rest yeah. of it just so so I I you know, I want to finish what he wrote. Not as flashy as some of the picks, but I miss her and would have loved to have been there to witness that bit of family history. That's fucking amazing, dude. I love yeah, that. It's not, yeah, that's a it's a that's a great pick. Yeah, so absolutely. the shooting shit fact checkers did come back and confirm that it is the second slamboree from nineteen ninety four. That was in Philadelphia. Okay, 94. All right. I went to so many shows with my dad from like 1990 through 90 fucking six, five, six in there. Like a lot of them blur together, which years they were and things like that. Like, um, was it SummerSlam 90 or 91 that was in Philly? 90, I think. 
91 was at MSG. It was probably 1990 then. So I, I was there for that one. Um, yeah, they all start to kind of like blur a little bit. But going back, uh, Kenneth, three events, WrestleMania 3, Chi-Town Rumble 89, and the very first Clash of the Champions. That's a good one. Great I love show. that he picked the Chi-Town Rumble of 1989. That was one of the ones that I was debating on. That was a great it, 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 fucking that's a good card. One. And I believe our I believe our buddy Pat was at that one. Yeah, Pat did go to that one. He told yeah. me. Yeah. All right, Dennis. What's your me? I, I I thought about saying WrestleMania three because I mean obviously that was had such a you know lasting impact on the you know on the industry. But the one I ended up going with is probably my favorite WWE pay per view of all time, and I'm going to go with the 1992 Royal Rumble. It's a good pick. Because I mean, and, and it's not just because you had you know the that star-studded Royal Rumble match where I want to say at least almost half, if not two-thirds of the field were are now in the WWE Hall of Fame, but you had a really good undercard. I mean, you had the the Orient Express Express versus the New Foundation. You had Roddy Piper winning his very first singles title and get beating the Mountie, and then going on to wrestle like almost forty minutes in the Royal Rumble match itself, nearly winning. Then obviously, you know, you have the Royal Rumble. I mean, you had, you know, Bulldog, DiBiase, Flair, Hogan, uh, Savage, Piper, the Big Boss Man. I mean, like just a who's who of WWF talent, and all culminated with Ric Flair indeed becoming the real world real world's champ. The reality. When he went in three, and nobody thought he had a shot, and, and he went on to shock the world, and then he cut that promo at the end, you know, with the tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment of my life, and, and I, I that was, I think, pure shoot on his part for that. But the one thing that I would have missed from going to that show was that awesome commentary with Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan during that show. Other than that, though. That that would be my pick, the nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble. I like it, Wolfman. You're up. So mine is a little bit. It's uh, I mean, it's gonna make sense to you when I tell you. Chi Town Heat, nineteen eighty seven. Starcade. Skyscraper or uh, Skywalker's match, Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express. Oh yeah. Do I need this? Not, but I. I I will expound. Dusty Rhodes and Lex Luger in a cage that went almost an hour. And and the reason why that is, I there was a when I was a kid, we had the these things called video stores, kids, where you would go and rent mm-hmm. cassette tape, the VHS tape, the original WWE Network, and exactly. Card. And there was there was. I every like the pay-per-views would go and then you would wait like a month or two months until it came out on tape. And then you would rush to rent it because my, you know, we didn't buy the pay-per-views, but I remember there was one video store in town that was privately owned. It wasn't a chain. Um, and the lady who owned it, her son was a hardcore pro wrestling fan. So they had just stacks of 
wrestling pay-per-views and just the worst stuff you've ever seen. But the one I continually rented over and over and over again was Chi-Town Heat 87 because that cage match between Dusty and Lex Luger was just so good. And, and the funny thing is, it was not even the best main event. Like, it's probably the biggest joke of a main event uh, for any <laughs> yep. arcade. Because Ron Garvin, rugged Ronnie Garvin, wrestled Ric Flair for the title. And still, this thing's like, that's just to me, that this great, just uh, the Legion of the Road Warriors wrestled Arn and Tully. I mean, it was just a Nikita what? Koloff wrestled Steve Williams, Dr. Def Steve Williams. I mean, it was a stacked card, but then the main event is Ric Flair versus five foot seven, rugged Ronnie Garvin. And Correct just, me if I'm wrong, but, Sean, but wasn't that also Sting's first pay per view? It was Sting's very first pay-per-view, yeah. He was in a six-man tag match versus Rick yep. Steiner. Uh, God, who else? I'm going blank. Rick Steiner. Uh, shooting shit fact-checkers are on the case. There we are. But he, he, tagged with the, he, he tagged with Michael Hayes and one other person and one with a sunset flip, I believe. Damn yeah. Let's see. Pulling it up here. I just want to give a quick oh, shout out. To okay, my, here I got. Oh, go ahead. Uh, with your shout out, and then I got the. Do it. Go with the shout out, Joey K. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I I need to give my shout out here to my number two pick that I almost went with, which was uh, Capital Combat 1990. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to see RoboCop. I'm not gonna lie. It was for RoboCop. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No. I, I I genuinely I, I tossed and turned over really saying this. Like I was like, should I just make this my number one pick? But I didn't want it to be a goof because I honestly, like as a kid, I would have been like fucking RoboCop and Sting. This is the greatest dude, day of I my mean, life. Yeah, dude, I mean, <laughs> Well, you just, I mean, everybody marked up for Sting back then, man. They had one other one that they did called Future Shock. Did you guys ever watch that pay-per-view? I did that. I saw that on the WWE Network like once. So they had, the. it was like a tournament. So it had four tag teams and four, four singles. singles wrestlers. And the singles wrestlers were Sting. Uh, Luger. Luger. Flair and Muda. And Muda. Flair was in future. He was in future shock. This was like early nineties. So Flair and future shock figure that shit out, but it was laying the groundwork for sting versus Flair and sting initially winning his first world title. But even the tag team was, it was the Steiners and doom and the road warriors and the Samoan SWAT team, I believe Samoan SWAT team. Fact checkers, what did we get from our last fact checking issue? So uh, the, the the match that Sting was in, it was the opening contest at Starcade '87. It was Eddie Gilbert, Larry Zbysko, and Rick Steiner with a uh, baby doll versus Jimmy Garvin, Michael Hayes, and Sting. And Sting. Yeah, fantastic. And all uh, right, Javon, before you give your answer, go ahead. One last, Jordan. I loved your answer. Mostly because that was my 10th birthday. June 8th, 1992. Cork and Hall. Main event saw Mizawa pinning Jumbo Saruta. 
which would be the beginning of the famous King's Road era for all Japan pro wrestling. Everybody who loves pro wrestling from Japan, this is a fucking classic. Absolutely, hands down. Great pick. And Jordan's one of our like our more knowledgeable fans when it comes to Japanese wrestling. I mean, he he absolutely he, knows, he, knows he was a tape trader. He was a what? Word of, tape word of advice. He said that really fast. Like, it sounded worse. Word of advice, and George, uh, Jovan can attest to this. Never go to a uh, Korean barbecue place with Jordan because he will. He will what? DDJ. He will def- He will definitely keep uh, filling your plate. Filling his meat. Keep throwing his meat on your plate. There you go. I was trying to avoid that. Ladies and gentlemen, then my final pick so we can wrap up and move to something else before we get to the hour mark, which we're getting real close to because we talk like ladies. The match that I'm going to go with is a full accumulation of my fandom. You guys know I love deathmatch wrestling. You guys know I love Cactus Jack. It's a accumulation. accumulation. Whatever the fuck. Speak English. Where yeah, was I? Sometimes you say what you mean. I mean what you're talking about your match or your show that you wanted to go to. Something about Deathmatch. August 20th, 1995, Kawasaki Stadium in Japan. Ooh. For the International Wrestling Association of Japan, they had something called the King of the Death Match. <laughs> I want to be there for the whole tournament. Dude, that's crazy. That's a really good one. I like that. Shout out to Joey K for an awesome question. <laughs> Hell of a question, question bro. Thank you, guys. It was uh, it was well thought out and well executed, and I can speak on behalf of the other the rest of us. We're all three just very impressed and completely shocked that you came up with something that good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. That's all right. I'll take that. But credit Jovan for this. Well, legit, dude. It was legitly grabs a really great question. So well, Jovan's question last week when we were talking about on the episode that's where i got the idea wow. so, okay. so, so silver wolf's got the question next week so yeah well i know and you guys have been bringing the heat so now i gotta i gotta up my game now i can't wait till one of us shits the bed on the question of the week that's yeah be great it's like what oh, color do you like more yeah. red or black <laughs> <laughs> make it an nwo red versus nwo hollywood should i shave my coin purse yes or no uh <laughs> <laughs> Hint, the answer is always yes. You're welcome always. for that piece of information. Yeah. If you could go shopping for merch with DDJ, which place would you go shop? <laughs> and how long would you stand there and hold his purse for? Um Dude, it's kind of oh. like no, I, I can answer that because I waited on DDJ <laughs> at many a show until he's seen while the he <laughs> he got meet paid for meet and greets or bought merch. It's kind of like going antiquing with your mom. Oh. oh my god. Please, please go on. You no, know, no, no, it's true. It's true because my wife does the same thing. I'm I'm actually speaking from experience. She can't just walk through, you know, swiftly and like peruse. She has to linger on every single object. And our DDJ sometimes like picks the shirts up and sees how the material feels against his face, or you know. Did this it's toy just, go with my collection and kind of this pre-shrunk? Know, right. Tries the mask on while he's you know looking at it, takes <laughs> his phone out and holds it up to see his reflection. Does this look too small? 
and you know, just be like, I'll be with you in a minute. I'm shopping. <laughs> well, now that now that tired of standing on your feet and you're leaning against the fucking wall of some gymnasium. Okay, I'm giving him shit, but legit, <laughs> if we ever have Pat and Derek or Jerry on the show, we will tell you that <laughs> there are at least three to four times every event we went to, somebody be like, where's DDJ? And we'd be, it'd be like, he's at the merch table. Or where does DDJ? Teddy uh, Hart's taking a piss in the bathroom. He went in to get his hockey <laughs> or some shit. Like, it just... Oh, it, dude, see, time, I don't know why you said time, that. Every that time. brought up a party foul yeah, violation. If you're time. going to an event with friends like we all did, and you yeah. see a wrestler somewhere, and it's somebody everybody fucking likes, fucking <laughs> mention it that that motherfucker's somewhere that we can go say hi. Don't what? just be fucking out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, three weeks, five months, fucking half a year later. Oh, dude, I saw him at the bar. What the fuck? We could have gone to the bar. <laughs> I didn't just see him. I talked to him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, Moving along, because none of us are going to talk about this, so let's give DDJ his moment to shine and speed You've this got along two minutes. properly. And go, talk about what you want to talk about, DDJ. You all suck. Well, that <laughs> sucks for you, man. And we're going to wrap up with a little bit of AEW. No, I'm just joking. Well, that's enough for NXT Vengeance Day. So, no, let's go on. Dynamite. NXT Vengeance Day is coming up this Saturday. Check it out. Okay, there. Are you happy now? <laughs> If you guys could have understood Uncle Dowdy up there, we've got NXT Vengeance Day coming up this weekend. Uh, AEW Go. Dynamite, guys. We've got a brief little overview. A couple of great matches. What do you want to hit on? <laughs> you guys that. scared him. Well, gentlemen. I'm, well, I'm sorry. I, I was away for a couple minutes. Who, who, was, who was in my spot? Oh, my God. I fucking hate it here. You say something about talking about AEW? The timer's going down. If anything you want to say about NXT Vengeance Day quickly. Oh, NXT. Like, seriously, I know I know Joey K doesn't watch. You guys don't watch. It's not what it used to be, but it's still wrestling, and it's got a couple of decent matches on the show. Still so to me, damn it. Give it a chance. You know, I'm looking forward to Carmelo Hayes. Well, I just want to let you know that you have two minutes and eight seconds. Just go ahead and just kill kill the clock. Y'all, I'm trying to speak and y'all keep interrupting me. So just oh, just a quick update. You have one minute and 50 seconds to talk about. Go ahead. You're interrupted. I'm good. I'm good. No, you should plug it because you're the one of us who actually watches it and enjoys it. You've so, got a minute 40. Go. What? No, put the time. It's a good down. show. I mean, I wish, I wish people would give it more of a chance because it has gotten better. It's not, again, it's not what it used to be. It'll probably never again be what it used to be because, you know, the type of talent that used to be in NXT is who you're seeing in AEW now and on the main roster and stuff. But there's a lot of t- talent that you're going to be seeing, you know, possibly main event in the pay per view or being on Raw or something. And, like I said, it's got a decent show card. I mean, again, Apollo Crews versus um, Carmelo Hayes, who I think is is the best wrestler in NXT. I mean, you got Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller in a steel cage. Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Tag Team titles. Hopefully New Day drops those belts because I don't know what why they even have those belts to begin with. 
And then you got uh, Roxanne Perez versus uh, J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan, you know, remnants of toxic attraction. You know, let's see what happens there. Give it a shot, guys. I mean, you know, who knows? You may be pleasantly surprised. Okay, you can, you can, seriously, you can kill the clock. No, I'm good. I got out what I wanted to get out. Oh, my God. Let him alone. Fantastic. I Let's wish. Go ahead. I wish. Yeah. I wish. Yeah, honestly, all right. That's why NXT Vengeance are uh, DDJs alone and do not. <laughs> no, honestly, it, it's fun. We I know we make fun of you about it, but I know you do like it. So, but it, it's just hard because none of us really do watch it. It's not the same. Like it's not the same to me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's very much like because and, and it's not the shit on their homegrown talent, but it's. Not the same quality of homegrown it's talent that it was. Overly, it's overly WWE style because it's all their own homegrown talent now. Yeah, it's not. You don't have that like indie feel anymore because those indie guys aren't part of the show. They're all yeah. elsewhere, so it's very, very difficult to get behind <laughs> it and stuff. Well, I, I will, I will say this about the current NXT roster, and it, it is probably the truest form of a developmental program than it's ever been mm-hmm. in the sense of like everybody there is super young and just starting out. And my only problem with what I've watched and the reason why I find it, and this is just me, the reason why I find it hard to watch is it's so 1980s WWF. Like everybody has a career or, a you know, I mean, it's like overly the yeah. yeah it's overly like saturday morning you know and then just some of the decisions that they've made and the things that they've done there it's just you know even with toxic attraction who was this mega you know group that and then they just kind of pissed all over it because mandy rose was making money somewhere else and you know and i just and I, I know Green could have headed up that group but they got she would have been a really good fit for that. And now she's a Karen. Apparently. Yeah, she's her character is a, a legit Karen. That's I think that's awesome. All right. Flag on the play. We're done. Let's let's hit our final thoughts, man. No, I'm just joking. We've got two things left to say, but we need to keep it in rapid fire because we've gone over an hour already. Joey K's got to get to sleep because who's going to climb the poles in Philly if he doesn't get his rest? <laughs> yeah, I've been so, practicing. Wait, did you say he's climbing poles? That's yeah. a Philly thing, dude. You don't want to know. Yeah. I'm climbing greased poles. They grease them in Philly anytime okay. a big money. game happens. Earn that money. Goddamn right. <laughs> I charge by a pound, motherfucker. I don't care. Fucking like magic mix up there. No, I'm like fucking I'm like fucking illusion mark. <laughs> Poor DDJ is like, come on, you gotta give it to me. You took my time NXT for this bullshit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) DDJ literally just shit on himself. Come on now. Uh, Talking about shit on himself, AEW Dynamite guys. What do we want to hit on before we go home? (laughs) Man, Uh, I I called it. I called it. I said. I said it. I I thought it was okay. Was gonna be the guy. Was gonna take the title back from Darby. Y'all, well, he you all didn't that, believe yeah. me, but Sean, before we recorded, I will give Sean credit. He did, you know. Yeah, I said it too, it, bro. You legit. That, yeah, that you exactly I said it too. I said you called it. I really. Yeah, you well, said it after Sean did, though. 
I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I said it first. Mm. I wasn't watching. You're not first or last, I guess. But yeah, DDJ is the only one of us that was really like, yeah, Samoa Joe is going to be that guy. And we're all yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. I'm just tired of watching Darby Allen, dude. Honestly, I I don't want to see this kid kill himself anymore in the ring. Do I? Yeah, that's well, the thing. I, I, I thought so they didn't I, to stop. So yeah, I mean, I thought the 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 hooded shirt with you know the thumbtacks was pretty cool, and you know it was an interesting way to start out the match and all that. But yeah, that was pretty pretty wild. But man, that opener was a banger too. I liked it. I liked everything about it. Um, One thing I got to say about that match, though, man, it showed that camera crew needs some work because they literally caught John Moxley as he was blading. Yeah, yeah they took, got him full on blade out the lip onto the forehead. He just, they just horribly. Just, Why are you going to zoom in on him in the corner, dude? So I, there, there's a couple parts of the of, of this, and like I said, I'll be completely honest with everybody watching. I, I had to peruse it tonight. It's been a shitty week, but. Uh, my biggest, I just don't understand why everything has to be like a series of matches. This is the third time. I, I'm just so over, like. I actually didn't mind this you know, one, though, because it has a story go, line other than yeah, it. I could go the rest of my life without seeing John Moxley and Hangman Page in the ring together again. You're going to get it at least one more time, though. I'll, I yeah, I'll agree to disagree not, with you there, man, because they're putting on hell of a show every time they go at it. And the story. I, dude, it, it's good. a great story, but it's the same story that they've been telling. But um, Literally nothing about, different uh, has happened. It is the same match. Okay. What do y'all well, think we'll about uh, Danielson versus Thatcher? I was hoping for so much more out of Thatcher. I'm going to say this. The reason why I think Timothy Thatcher is like a throwback. Yeah. To a 1950s, you know, pro wrestler, like the ultimate heel pro wrestler guy. I mean, he just looks vintage. That dude belongs in the circus wrestling. And the for real. And, I mean, the guy's legit. I think it was – it was a pretty – I mean, I'm tired of the storyline and the MJF hook and yeah. jumping through hurdles. Like, we've seen all this shit before. But, I'm I mean, tired of knowing that Thatcher was, wasn't going to win. Yeah, I mean, right. and that's my point. Like, we knew it was going to be a great match. I mean, how could it not be? It's, you know, Brian Danielson and Timothy Thatcher. We knew it was going to be a great match. Um, I mean, that, But that's my only complaint is, like, the storyline's kind of used and in, – in, I'm over that, but this the matches are, are great, and I was really happy with that. Watching that was like it was one of the moments where I was kind of like, All right, this is going to be good, and it was. I mean, it kept you on the edge of your seat, it was a good match, it was a really good solid story. All right, gentlemen, Takashi, uh, Takeshka finally gets his first win against the machine, Brian Cage. Hell of a match. What'd y'all think? That's a big boy to be power bombing, man, and he did it with ease, yeah. So, I mean, that's a, not only a, a tribute to the kid, but it's also a tribute to Brian Cage to be able to help, you know, make that look so effortless. And, man, that was a good match, dude. And you can't – I don't know why they're not giving Cage more of a push or more of a run or not using them like they should because right? the guy can go. You know what? We got we to gotta, we gotta go back to uh, Darby versus Samoa Joe because uh, certain someone made his re- return to uh, – AEW after that match was over. Boring. You, you didn't like it? No. No. 
Am I the only one? Did anybody like it besides the DJ? I mean, it was a surprise, but I, I mean, it wasn't the best. I don't think he I actually said seen. he liked it. I think he just said it was a surprise. I um, no, nah, dude, I'm, I'm over the Wardlow experiment. I mean, he Me needs too. to. He needs a developmental. It, it's here's my problem with these bookers and these younger big talents. You set these guys up to fail by making them these big, big strong, indestructible machine kind of wrestlers. And then you can't, they can't carry a storyline because they don't know how to work. Not at all, but they just don't know how to work that way. They can't talk. They're nothing more than a couple of power bombs. I mean, right. come on, dude. And I'm not saying that the kid don't have it. I think he's definitely, there is something there. But they've kind of, they consistently get up yeah. the yeah. Like, it's not doing anything for me. What? It's. T- I mean, Sean, it, there's something there, but I mean, take, take it down, gentlemen. It is the second of February, the 2023, the year of our Lord, and it doesn't do it for TTJ. Nope. You know what doesn't do it for me? What's that? Excuse me. I said, excuse me. Here we go. You know what doesn't do it for me is dirt sheets lying, man. Vicky Guerrero had this whole incident that just popped all over the internet. DDJ, let the people know what happened. So there was, a, I believe it was yesterday or the day before that there was something going around saying that Vicky Guerrero was tired of seeing all the comparisons of Dominic Mysterio to Eddie Guerrero. And she's like, you know what? Stop bringing my husband's name up and everything. And then it was what earlier today we're recording this on Thursday, uh, February 2nd. She came out and said that she never talked to that company and or that, that, that dirt sheet or whatever had nothing to do with them. And they were liars or something. I think that was basically it, right, Javon? That was basically the gist. She's like, she understands the business. She knows and hopes that those two, which is Dom and Rhea, um are able to have great careers and that what they're doing was good and she doesn't know you know who those dirt sheets are that said that about her and just, just for the record like, that, what, that who, who are, are these who are these people that are come i i've not heard anybody compare dom to eddie guerrero like what what are we talking about there's they make a, a there's lot of eddie guerrero small... references on well, i know I, I know yeah. he i know he does and they're doing that because they're trying to tie it into him being disrespectful to his dad. Yeah. The storyline with him and Eddie, but I don't know that anybody's actually comparing him to Eddie Guerrero because that is kind of fucking disrespectful <laughs> in the goddamn joke. Cause Eddie Guerrero's top, top 10, probably greatest performers of all time. Yeah. No. And I think that's just what it was as people were trying to say, like she was tired of people trying to get they're the trying, shine they're, off they're, of the Guerrero name. Okay. Well, that's, that that's all it was. It's trying to get I, shine I, off of Eddie. If there was any truth to that, I could I could almost understand that a little bit. But it's not the way it's working out. Yeah, it's it's not. tongue in cheek. And I think if Eddie was here, he'd be like, "Fuck yeah, bro." If Eddie was here, he'd <laughs> still be dominant dad. We'd oh, get yeah. another fucking uh, custody test. paternity test. There'll be another fucking put it on a ladder again for Dominic. Eddie'd be right in the middle of this storyline right now. Oh yeah, he right would. in the middle of it, dude. Sure. Well, let's wrap it up. I know Joey K is tired. We're all tired. We got to get to sleep. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Who wants to start us off? 
Hmm. You know what, Javon? Why don't you start us off? Okay. Well, I guess we're going fast and hot tonight. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, my Just final. The way time. you like it. That's right. It's the way everybody the way likes he it. He always does it. It's the only way to do it. Final thoughts is seeing everybody interact on our page to the question of the week, week after week, and seeing all the random stuff that you guys also post, you know, not just us, but the listeners themselves post on the page, kind of reminded me of, like, the good parts of the wrestling community. Um, Not going to say too much into this, but there has been times in the past few years since COVID where I've been a part of places where you felt that kinmanship on a page for wrestling fans, but this one, you know, has something special, man. We're we're the shooting shit family. Everybody on our page likes the show. They all listen to all the big things. That's so thanks, dude. Fucking mute your mic so I can fucking talk, goddammit, Philly. Anyway. My bad. I'm just joking, dude. But no, it feels like our page, you know, is um it's something special, man. It's a bunch of like-minded individuals. Of course, if you listen to the show, you like what we're saying. We like-minded. Um, we all get a place to come together and talk pro wrestling, which is beautiful. And if you're tuned into the page, you see all the updates. You see things that are coming. You hear about, you know, CCW's big breaking news. You see the partnership once again being announced by John Bullard himself from CCW. So God knows where that's going to go for with us. And uh, we're just happy to have all of you guys along for whatever this journey brings, man. So I, I guess in my final thought, I'm just... um happy of where the show is going right now the trajectory that we have the listeners out there everybody that's on our facebook page commenting away posting random crap there's a dude who does uh like a wrestling recap from whatever random year i freaking love that dude's post but yeah, um, Rashad, man. Rashad. yeah that's, that's some good shit actually uh, i think rashad would be somebody that you guys would like to meet and talk to and have he's a very knowledgeable he is yeah, and I love that dude's post, yeah, and he, he he throws that stuff up. That's it's research. Like he's yeah. doing his work. So shout out to Rashad. Keep it up. Yeah, man. Keep it going. I might have to have you on another show of mine soon, man. You might make a real good guest for for one of my pet projects I got going. But just all in all, man, happy with where we're going. Happy to be doing this with you guys. Happy to have a good base that listens with us and just give us some time. See what the see what the future brings. You know, we, we said we're not changing anything much. We're not changing the ingredients to the show. We're going to keep it the same way, the way you guys like it. Keep following us through it, man. So that I, you know, really like what you said there. Cause it encapsulates a lot about how I feel about the group, the show, where we're going and stuff. You mentioned John, um, uh, as of now, we are tentatively scheduled to have him on our show next week to talk a little bit more about the partnership. And also give his takes on some of whatever it is we're going to be talking about. And to also give us some insight on what it's like being a promoter, which I think is going to be a very interesting uh, conversation because we all sit there in armchair, you know, book and stuff like that. But here's a guy who actually does this and put, does all the things that you need to do to put a show together. And I think him providing an insight as to what exactly really goes on and when putting the show together. I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, topic. So uh, definitely looking forward, you know, as I'm assuming schedules work out to having him on next week. But uh, my final thought is it's kind of along the lines of what Javon said, but 
you know, it's going to go along the lines of, as you guys all know, we did our live, you know, show on Saturday and I was on remote at uh, Casa de Silver Wolf. And uh, again, shout out to Mrs. Silver Wolf for the awesome food that she made for us and stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, Pat ate all my salsa, dude. He ate all my salsa. Like, yeah, he Patrick ate, ate all my salsa, salsa, which was really good. I was mad as hell. But, but the, the best part was just sitting, you know, watching the show with my friends. I mean, sitting there with my friend Sean and my friend Patrick watching the show live. I don't really get to do that that much often anymore. Most of the times I'm watching it at home in my basement or up in the living room, you know, and my wife just happens to be watching it because that's what's on TV and everything. And why do uh, why do we lose Siobhan and Joey K during my final no, thought? No, no, no. But um, I'm anyway, listening. I'm listening. Okay. So I just want to say it's just, and watching it with the, you know, Javon and Joey K via the, you know, the show and everything. It's just, it's, it's watching shows and going to shows are so much more fun when you mm-hmm. go with, you know, your friends and stuff, because, you know, it's just, it's just, it just is. So just final thought is, you know, go watch a wrestling show, watch it with a friend, you know, or go to a show with a friend or something like that, because it just makes the experience that much more enjoyable. All right, we got uh, two more left. Uh, Sean, why don't you go next? Or Joey K, do you want to go next? Sean can go. All right, Sean. All right, dude. I was like, you want rock, paper, scissors for it? No? Okay. Um, we I thought we had to know, know Joey K at the end. I, I, I'm going to kind of touch agree on to that. Okay, yeah, fine. Gonna, go ahead, Sean. I'm going to touch on something real quick. Like, as long I mean, as last week, obviously, we... <laughs> and you wonder why we fuck with you, dude. For real. Hey, you know what? If you're going to dish it out, you got to be able to take it. Okay. All right. I think I broke your vibe. If anybody knows how to take it, brother, it'd be you. Anyway. Hi-oh. Oh. Hi-oh. Um, and I was actually getting ready to say something really nice about you, dude, and you fucked it all up, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> oh, um, you're so special. Actually, I'm going to be really honest. Like, we doing the show last weekend was fun, and I, I mean, we had a great time doing it. Um. But for me, honestly, the highlight of that entire weekend was the next day. Uh, me, DDJ, and our friend Patrick went and had breakfast and just kind of talked, man. And it was one of those deals. Like, I don't get me wrong, dude. I can talk wrestling. I'll, I'll, I'll do it, you know, as with anybody as long as I can. I, it's one of my favorite things that, especially knowledgeable fans and people that, you know, part of the reason why I love doing this show with, with these three guys is because they're all fans. Like from from young age to now, we're all obviously, a, you know, appearingly adult grown men. Um, we're all fathers. We're all all that stuff. But we're we're wrestling fans too, and we, we take that very seriously. It's just not a passing thing. Like mm-hmm. we respect the history of it, and we're very knowledgeable of, of it. But it's nice to have um, the kind of friendships that we have, and then you know, the very next day, be able to set, have breakfast together and talk about actual life, you know, uh, Sunday morning at the breakfast table, we didn't talk wrestling, man. It never came up. Uh, we just talked about, you know, in this era at this time, you know, the, you know what it is to be a man walking around right now. And you just, you know, to be able to hold your head up and go, yes, the, the definition of what a, I think a man is, and know that the the guys that are in my life all fall into that category. 
Uh, we're all good fathers. We all have jobs. We're all paying our bills and trying to live every day the best we can and be the best friends, the best fathers, the best partners, whatever the case may be, um, and do it with some kind of fucking integrity and some kind of honor. You know, I mean, we talk, we joke around and we goof and I mean, and we do like Dennis is wearing his, his fucking mask right now, looking goofy as shit. But I'm telling you right now, that guy is a stand up guy and he's somebody that you can trust and somebody that you can count on and somebody that if he says you're your friend, he's your friend, trust, trust in that, that he's your friend and he means it. So, I mean, as goofy as we get and some, I know there's shit that we say that we probably shouldn't say, but you know, everybody that's a part of this show, um, you know, we're all dads. We all love our kids. We all go to work every day. You know, we're supporting our families. We're not, you know, we're not out there running wild and doing stupid shit and crazy shit. And it's nice to be able to see, you know, you, we kind of break that genre of what people consider pro wrestling fans to be, you know, as far as I know, none of us live in our mom's basement. We all bathe regularly you know, we, we, we all have jobs and we all, we all, you know, do what we need to do. And I think it's a pretty good example um, to say, you know, for all those people out there complaining, like, you know, these guys are men, like they are grown ass men. And uh, I'm very proud to be friends with them. I'm very proud to call them brothers. And I'm also very proud to be able to talk to them about all aspects of life, not just professional wrestling. And I think that, especially as men go, that's part of our problem. We have those superficial surface level friendships. And, uh, you know, that's why nothing, you know, so many of us feel like we're alone and shit in this. And to be able to say that, you know, I have guys that I can talk to and depend on and, and talk about real life shit and it not be like a joke, you know, it, it's kind of cool. So, you know, for all you guys out there that are, you know, going to work every day, spending time with your kids, treating your wives with respect or your girlfriends with respect and and just being what a fucking man should be. Silver Wolf gives you props and I'm glad to know you. I love you, man, but I, I wanted to make I just wanted to mess with you so bad when you're like, that's fine. That's fine. we don't bullshit. I was going to just do like from the wings of it. You know, I was going to fucking really go you for know, it there. You're going to call Sarah McLaughlin on him? I did. I was so close. And he was, uh. <laughs> I could not help it. And then he's like, we don't fuck around. We don't laugh about it. I'm like, oh, damn it. I was so ready. Well, we did, man. We sat there and talked at the fucking crack and roll for like two hours, dude. Like two Hell hours. Yeah. We just sat there and, you know. I, I wish, I wish that, uh, I could have been there with you, gentlemen. One day, one day we will. Fine, DDJ. You want him to rip me and you want to go ahead, Joey. Damn it. <laughs> what is there left to what is there left to rip, man? I don't yeah. Oh, Joey K will find something. Dude, you got it. You got it. I'm taking I'm okay. going fucking dick to asshole taking the taint with me, man. I'm ripping everything apart. All free game. Well, I did have some nice things to say, but I do feel like we're blowing each other every week at the end of this episode, end of these episodes, which is nice. It's sentimental. Actually, I don't think we are. I don't think we are. I don't think that's true. Yeah, we've not, we have it. This is the first time we've actually done it. I feel I've like had some, I've, I've had some pretty fucking angry final thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You did have a 
has some really fucking angry ones, which is funny. And you got censored on one, so yeah, oh, I got kicked off the air for one. That was fucking great, cocksuckers. No, I do have some nice things to say though. God damn it! But I'm gonna hold them for another time because guess what, <laughs> motherfuckers? It's been a whole week since you heard from me. <laughs> some shit happened on Sunday afternoon. Ah, what a week! Some shit happened on Sunday afternoon. I know we're all hyped up and recovering from our late fucking night because we're all a bunch of geriatric fucks here trying to stay up and watch the goddamn Royal Rumble. But that's fine. You can time me, bitch. I don't care. Let's go. Let's go. Keep that timer running. I'll pay the fucking tab on it. So you have two minutes and 40 seconds to talk about the Eagles. Go. So Sunday afternoon was just a fucking beautiful time for me. I loved every second of that fucking game and all those motherfuckers who are going to say, Oh, the Eagles, this and that they, they, they had their fourth string quarterback in there and then they lost him and they didn't know what to do. And Brock Purdy is hurt and he can't throw a pass and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's all fine and great. And I understand that, but I'm sorry. I also remember reading that, San Francisco had the number one overall defense in the NFL this past season. I recall that correctly. I think I do. Yeah. And the fucking Eagles offense went and straight stomped that ball down their fucking throat over and over and over again until they were broken and just fucking mangled on the ground. So anybody wants to hate and say the Eagles aren't legit, and, oh, they had the easiest schedule in the NFL. Motherfucker, they played a lot of teams that were over 500. And if you do go in and look at the fucking standings on a lot of divisions, there's a lot of fucking good teams that were real middle of the road this year. They were playing real tough schedules and beating the shit out of each other. Including, by the way, I'm pretty sure both teams the Eagles played in the postseason, they also played and beat during the regular season. So that's something to say, too. Don't say there's a shit schedule when those same teams actually made the fucking playoffs against the Eagles. Right. So. Well, I think one thing that pisses me off is they talked about that game like Philly. It was a mugging. And all I could think of as well is fucking Philly. Okay, that's a fair point. I'm not going to lie on that. You know, I mean, some stupid San Francisco fan was stupid enough to put a San Francisco 49ers shirt on the Rocky statue. Yeah, dude, what they expect was going to happen. I uh, just, you know what I mean? I mean somebody it's fucking is a, Philly. Allegedly they already booed Michael, Kansas City today. They booed Michael Irvin when he got carried off in a stretcher, bro. I mean, come on. His career was over. Didn't they throw we ice balls at uh, Santa Claus? Or, didn't they boo Santa Claus once, too? Oh, they I'm threw sure. batteries at him. <laughs> if, Philly, <laughs> if Philly's the dad, he'd throw at his own kid at a father-son game. There's no doubt in my mind. That everything you have said is true about our Stop family. In the box, we're we're a bunch of fucking assholes, passionate, oh yeah, fucking bleed green assholes, and I am loving every fucking second of it because the Eagles went all year. They had a great fucking season, got through their injuries, and now they're in the fucking Super Bowl. So enjoy because i got a whole another fucking weekend next friday my final thought will be super bowl weekend other than that i love you three you guys are great you're fantastic but my fucking birds are in the super bowl motherfuckers
Dude, just the, I hope they don't I lose to that gimped up Chiefs team, man. Love it. I'm poetic I'm not justice. I'm surprised you didn't tear Jovan a new asshole for being a cowboy. Well, I mean, uh, why, Julia? Yeah, Jovan is. Dude, yeah. I am so far up his ass. If I want to hear his opinion, I just start moving my hand like this <laughs> and I speak it. That's how far I've dug up Jovan's ass. Uh, so, he's been digging in it for a while. <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I think it's an embarrassment enough that people still feel that the Dallas Cowboys are America's team and they're so great. And next season, they're already saying, oh, next season's they're they're gonna win it next season. Whatever, who gives a shit about this one? But next season, 27 years? No. 27 fucking years. That's a long time. That's a long rebuilding time. It's been longer for the Bears, brother. <laughs> so that has fair, but but Bears fans aren't out there going, we're America's team either. Well, no, no. We just got that. We we can just lay claim to the greatest team of all time, the 1985 Bears. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like NFL Films was the one who gave us the America's team moniker. It wasn't us ourselves. So, you know, there's yeah, that. Know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you fucks did say that the reason why there was a hole in your stadium was so God could watch their face. God dang right it is. There is a hole in Irving Stadium, the Dallas Cowboys old stadium. And nobody outside of Texas believes God exists in Texas except for Texans. That's right. That's why AT&T Stadium also has a retractable roof now so God can continue to watch his Cowboys play on Sunday. I don't care what y'all say. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for the night. We want to thank everybody for listening. This is... Thank you to the ladies out there in accounting. Thank you to the boys out there in catering. Thank you to the Johners Network for putting up with us every week. And thank you to all of you for listening. This has been Shooting Shit Episode 72. Have a good night. Go Birds! Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show on YouTube. And find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash groups slash S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T. And thank you so much for watching.